Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whistle Through the Shamrocks, a new play by Nicola Coughlin and Camilla Whitehill. With Jamie Beamish, Nicola Coughlin, Ed Gamble, Louisa Harland, Ben Miller, Brennick O'Connor, Amalia Vitale, Camilla Whitehill, Susan Wacoma, and Andrew Scott. Hopefully. Yeah, we're just waiting for him to reply to a text. Hang on. Sorry, Nicola. Um, that whistle sounds really shrill. Is it meant to be shrill, Magvelda? Yes. Whistle is shrill. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, I just wanted to hear that before we started properly. Cause I wasn't sure Sorry, girls. Uh, do, you, do you want to sort of introduce yourselves and what we're doing here, maybe? Yeah, I mean, obviously we know you, Nick, but um, Camilla, is it? Sorry, we're kind of pressed for time, but yes, okay, I'm Nicola Coughlin. Most of you know me. And I'm Camilla Whitehill, award-winning theatre and television writer. Which awards? We wrote this play originally for the stage, um, actually for the National Theatre. Sadly, that fell through, uh, we assume. <laughs> they never actually got back to us. So we decided, you know what? We don't need the support of, like, the establishment to tell this story. And, you know, as the saying goes, when one door closes, start a podcast. So are you Irish too then, Camilla? Um, I identify as being of Irish heritage. Okay. And this is Megvelda. Say hello, Megvelda. Hello. McVelda is an experimental life sound designer and improvisational musician that we met in the bar at the Soho Theatre. We told her about the play and she was just super enthusiastic about it. So she'll be providing the music and the sound live in the room as well as... Um, BM hitting record. Yes, hitting record. Um, anything you want to add there, McVelda? No. Okay, we just want to say a huge thank you to all of you for saying yes to this. I mean, such incredible talent in this room. So I just wanted to say in terms of accents... Yeah, so basically you can do whatever you want because all Irish accents are basically the same. Well, I wouldn't really say... Um, right, because I, I'm not sure I can even do an Irish accent. Whatever comes out is honestly fine by us. But Also, I do just want to apologise for the weird schedule. Um, basically, um, this is my dad's friend Peter's recording studio and he said we could have it for half an hour every Wednesday for free. So we need to do it in chunks like that. I mean, I, mean, I do still think I could get us somewhere to do it all in one go. But uh, no, it's grand, so... Oh, I just realised, Nick, because it's an audio play now, we're going to have to read out the stage directions. Oh, yeah, yeah, good show. Yeah. Dawn breaks over the small, sleepy village of Ballysnavocarine. It's a simple place inhabited by simple Irish people. The sweet smell of the potato famine still hangs thick in the air. Come with me into this dilapidated farmhouse, wherein live the sprawling yet humble O'Flanagan family. Their youngest daughter, Tiny Nelly, weak with consumption, begins to sing. Oh, Nicola, I think you need to really dial up the consumption this time. Oh, yeah, great. I'll go way more consumption-y. <laughs> Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. 
from Glen to Glen <coughs> and down to mountainside. <coughs> the summer's gone and all the roses fallen. <coughs> tis you, tis you must go and I must bide. <coughs> Daddy's home! Daddy! Ah, tiny Nelly, you're not dead of the consumption yet. Prayers be to God. Fetch your daddy his breakfast whiskey. Ah, tis a fine morning altogether. Sure, it was a beautiful christening for baby Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy now, thanks be to God. Twas indeed, Granny Maureen, twas indeed. Ah, Jesus, what do you like? How many after just finding baby Paddy out in the field when I was doing the morning ploughing? Come here now, Bridget. Weren't you meant to be looking after him? Jesus, I'm awful sorry, Mammy. I got carried away with the music and the 15 pints I was after having. Ah, sure, look, it happens to the best of us. Well, I'm sure you're all starving, so I've slaughtered a pig there, and there's 45 rashers under the grill for you, and a score of sausages, and a roast dinner for a snack. Ah, you're starved. Some woman for one woman. A saint amongst us. Well, I'm off to plant the potato crop for next year. Just shout if anyone needs me to knit a few jumpers. Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy, me eldest son. Why are you being so quiet over there with your green, green Irish eyes? Come here and sing us something, why don't you? Ah, uh, Daddy, I'm not in a mood. <laughs> well, bye. It's your 18th birthday today, so let me sing you a song Michael Collins taught me while we were hiding from British bullets in the GPO during the 1916 Rising. Sorry, when is this set? How do you mean? Well, he's just mentioned 1916, but some of your other references feel yeah, very... Yeah, well, we sort of wanted it to feel timeless. Yeah, it's like a timeless piece of art. Yeah, but that doesn't make any okay, sense. OK, sorry, we're, we're really pressed for time. Jamie, could you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's for you, son. Well, the Brits are all bastards and they stole all the land. They murdered the babbies and ate all the ham. They love being pricks and burning our houses. But within the Irish, a fire it rouses. Oh, kill all the Brits, kill all the Brits. Because they're lousy, housey, victim shit. Kill all the Brits, kill all the Brits. Hold your wished. I've something to tell you. We thought we were free of the Brits years ago, but our bastard English landowner Dumlington and his wife are coming to the house today. They say they've something to tell us. So, me daughters, you get clean in the house for their arrival, and sons, go and harvest the Guinness. Yes, Daddy. I've consumption. <coughs> and Paddy, I've something to show you. Come with me. Scene two. Daddy and Paddy Chonny Tommy Paddy are at the Town Crank, an old wooden and metal contraption on the top of the big hill. Do you remember when you were a young boy and I told you the old Irish legend of Cahor and his son Fiachla? It said that when the first moon of the sound rises and the fish hears the song of the banshee whistling through the shamrocks, it signals the time for change. I do, Daddy. Well, son... It's time for you to take over from me as town cranker. Just like me own father passed the job on to me, and his father before him, and so on, back to the beginning of time itself. It's been the proud job of the eldest O'Flannerton man to turn this crank so that the village may have electricity and running water for many generations. Tis hard work, but tis noble work too. I'm an old man now. 
and me clanking days out behind me. But Daddy... Paddy, this is your destiny! Now, you were lucky enough to do your gap year with the IRA. You've blown off some steam, but it's time to find a wife and settle down now. You've got many long days of cranking ahead of you, and sure, you'll be wanting a nice girl at home, making your Irish stew on those cold winter nights. I just... You know, I've always dreamed of writing poems. Poems? <laughs> pretty words in a pretty order. Poetry is to be recited in the corner of a pub after ten pints of putching, not made up and written down by the likes of you. So you don't even know how to read. Well, they taught me in the ra. I knew it was a mistake to send you off with that bunch of dreamers. Paddy, you're a no-flannerin. The women whittle chips from potatoes and the men crank. It's always been that way since St. Joseph himself was a boy. We're chippers and crankers, not poets and rare men. You need to accept that. Now, do some cranking, for God's sake. I need to get back for my lunchtime whiskey. My father's hands have seen so much cranking, they're barely recognisable as hands. They look like big slabs of black pudding. I don't want my hands to turn into big slabs of black pudding. There must be something else out there, beyond the rolling hills and fairy forts of this fair land. I want to meet new people and see new things. I'm sick of this life of whiskey, shamrocks and crank. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, that's me. I totally forgot to turn it off. I should have said at the start, airplane mode, please, everyone. I feel like... Sorry, it's an unknown number, so it could be... Oh, it could be Andrew Scott. Okay, yeah, answer it. Hello? Oh my God, I may have been involved in an accident that wasn't my fault. No, Nicola, sorry, we're not going through this again. That's a scam. We did it, okay, sorry. Um, Brennock, do you want to... Sure. Ah, I'm sick of this life of whiskey shamrocks. Sorry, one sec. What's up? Did, Did you, um, did you both write this? Yeah. So you wrote it too, Nicola. You you actively wrote yes, it. Yes, why? Just wondering. <laughs> okay. Um can we Yeah, sure, sure. I'm sick of this life of whiskey shamrocks and cranking. Some birthday this is stuck out here with nothing but this lump of wood and metal for company. Suddenly, a beautiful girl appears. She is good-looking in the traditional sense. Excuse me, uh, could I trouble you for some assistance? Jesus! You put the heart of the cross in me? Oh, I am terribly sorry. Who are you? Why, I'm Eloisa Louisa. You're not from round here, are you? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I'm on my holidays, I suppose. Well, how can I help you, miss? Well, I am afraid I'm terribly lost... I know it's only a terribly small village, and I was trying to find a postbox so I may send these terribly delicate postcards to my sweet sisters back home in London, England. You're from London, England? Why, yes. Do you know it? Sure, I've seen some pictures at a big clock. <laughs> you mean Big Ben, silly. <sighs> I'm sorry. I must seem awfully ignorant. Not at all. I- I'm sorry for laughing. It's just... I'm at Big Ben practically every day. Most Londoners are. I'd love to see it someday. You should. I mean, I'd love to show you it. Here, let me carry your postcards for you, miss. As the old Irish saying goes, let never a fair maiden's hands carry the post that's heavy at the dawn of the morn. (laughs) You're such a gentleman. Their hands touch as Eloisa Louisa gives him the postcards. Pure electricity. If you don't mind me saying... You are the most beautiful girl I've ever seen, miss. 
Please, call me Eloisa Louisa. I'm sorry for being so forward. No, no. I like it. Eloisa, I think... Eloisa Louisa. Eloisa Louisa, I think I might be in love with you. I'm so glad you said that, because I think I might be in love with you too. What's your name, by the way? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Scene three. Mammy and her daughters are at home, busy working in the family's business, whittling the town's chips from potatoes that they grow on their farm. Sure, Bridget, that's more of a wedge than a chip if I'd ever <coughs> seen one. Sorry, Mammy. Mammy, I've whittled all me chips. Then grab more potatoes. There's always chips to be chipped here, Tiny Nelly. Daddy's home! Daddy! How did it go at the crank? That boy's a queer one to be sure, but cranking's in his blood, and he'll settle in soon enough. How's the chipping? Same as ever. I need to hurry up if I'm going to get out and shear the sheep before lunch. You have the house looking shining anyways, ready for those feckin' dumblingtons to visit. Are those the Brits? Yes, Granny, but please, I've told... Dirty murdering bastards! Look, I know, Granny, but please, just keep that yourself. Children, get yourselves up and stand into attention. We're ready, Daddy. <sighs> Here we go. Ah, sure, it's only Simpy. Quentin Simpy Dumblington, the eldest son of the Dumblingtons, is at the door holding five rabbit carcasses. Simpy has aristocratic encystitis, a neurological disease inflicted upon wealthy inbred English people, and is therefore very stupid. Mr. Daddy, I thought I'd bring these rabbits over for the children. Ah, you're awful good, Simpy. But do you remember? Your parents are coming today. Uh, You're sort of covered in blood there now. Oh, boy. I must have forgot. It's been so long since Mummy and Father left me in the outhouse and told me to stay there and not to call or write to them ever again. Well, we're terrible glad they did, Simpy, because haven't you been a great help to us all? Why don't you go and wash that blood off outside? Oh, good idea, Mrs. Mammy. I love you, I do. Ah, Simpy, God love and keep you. Jesus, 
I can't imagine ever abandoning any one of our 15 to 18 babies. It's only something a cold-hearted British bastard would do, Mammy, and you can be sure of that. Right, everyone, get yourselves straight. Seamus, would you ever clean that dirt off the baby? In walks Cromwell Dumblington, a tall, imposing man with stacks of visible cash in his pockets, and his wife, Camilla Parker Dumblington, a frail and nervous woman. Mr. and Mrs. Dumlington, welcome to our home. Your home? I own this property. It's my home, you Irish sack of shit. I'm Lord Cromwell Dumlington, the richest man you'll ever meet. And you better not forget it. And this is my wife, Camilla. She's insignificant. Hello. Jesus Christ, how many fucking kids do you have? Well, this is Concepta and Chocholan and Did Bridges. I ask for your life story? Oh, this place stinks. Thank God I'm knocking the whole thing down. What? what? That's what I'm here to tell you. I need this land because I'm opening a big-ass chip factory right here in this shitty little village. I'm going to be the chip king of Ireland, and you're all going to be eating Dumblington chips in whatever slum you end up living in. But we're the local chippers. Everyone gets our chips from us. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what, little girl? People don't want chips made by the tiny, dirty hands of the likes of you. They want them made by desperate people on minimum wage, and that's where I come in. Hold on a minute, Dumlington. Our family have been living here for hundreds of years. You can't just turf us out onto the street. Lord Dumlington, you stinky cretin. And no, I can't. I mean, I can't today. I have to give you a month's notice. And I thought I'd do it in person so I could watch the hope drain from your eyes. Lord Dublington, please, we can't afford to find a new home, not with Tiny Nelly's consumption bill. <coughs> Take it from me. That kid's defective. If I were you, I'd abandon it. How dare you? Mammy! Don't worry, Tiny Nelly. We would never do anything like that. Oh, God. Father? Mummy? Quentin? Oh, Quentin, is that you? Mummy! Didn't we dump you in a river? No, Father. You left me in the outhouse with a jar of mustard and a copy of Winston Churchill's autobiography. Uh, um, Colin, isn't it? Quentin. But everyone calls me Simpy, on account of me being simple and that. Oh, Quentin, you've grown up so much. I've missed you, Mummy. I've missed you too, darling. Please, wife, keep it together. We're not here for this haunted, scarecrow-looking piece of shit. We're here to ruin lives and look good doing it. Domlington. You have to reconsider. We may have but a simple life here, but it's our life, and we've worked so hard for it. Listen, Paddy. I'm, I'm assuming your name is Paddy. That's very xenophobic of you, but yes, yes it is. I don't give a shit about you, your wife, or your kids. <laughs> it's not like we're related. In walks Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy and Eloisa Louisa, holding hands and looking very happy. Eloisa Louisa is shocked when she sees the Dumblingtons. Mummy? Papa? Eloisa Louisa? What the fuck are you doing holding hands with that dirty prick? This isn't just any dirty prick. This is Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flanagan, my fiancé. <gasps> Paddy, what in the name of Jesus, Mary and the Blessed Saints? We're in love, Daddy. Paddy whittled me an engagement claddock ring out of a potato. Isn't it beautiful? Mummy? Look what you've done, you dumb Bitch, you've made your mother faint with your stupid practical joke. But it isn't a practical joke, Daddy. We're in love. We're getting married tomorrow, right here, underneath the harvest moon. 
Mammy, you'll need to cook a three-course meal for roughly 50 to 75 people, including a vegan option. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Paddy, this is all so sudden. But if you're happy... I am, Mammy. She's the most special person I've ever met. Well, come here and give me a hug. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eloise Louisa. Uh, come here and give your dad a, a, a hug and all. Oh, Papa, I'm so terribly Shut happy. Shut the fuck up and listen here. If you marry this rank little Irish Grindin, if you even mention marrying him again, I'll kill you. But... Not fucking around. If you go through with this, you'll wake up hanging from the nearest tree, and I'll be sitting below you in a deck chair, smoking a cigar and watching you die. Capiche? You must stop studio, need close now. Oh, okay, well, right now, or...? Right now. Oh, okay, sorry guys, and um, we'll pick this up next Wednesday. Really good work, though, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, we're just so thankful people will get to hear this important piece of work. Yeah, it's, um, it's a really interesting piece. Thank, thank you. you. And you want us back here every week to record for half an hour at a time? Yes, Brenna, do you have somewhere better to be? I mean, yeah, I'm doing We'd really with... appreciate it, Bren. Yeah, I mean, I'll try. I'll try. Um, next week we should have Andy, sorry, Andrew Scott in too. Has he actually said he'd do it? Oh, he will. It's fine. Okay, uh, Macvelda, you can stop now. Actually, if you could just out when the play itself stops recording, that would be great. Whistle Through the Shamrocks is a Hattrick podcast. Hattrick Productions would like to direct you to their website, which clearly shows that this is a rare blip in their output. <laughs> 